Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Welcome, everybody, to The Confessional. My name is Mike Moran. We got a great episode for you, Jimmy. How are you? I'm doing good, dude. That's our producer, Jimmy Seleski, from the Live from the Studio podcast. Jimmy. Yes. If anyone listening out there is stupid enough to want to contribute to this bullshit podcast, <laughs> where can they do that? You really do have a, a fucking fire on your ass. I really do. I, like, I, I, like I could sell white to rice. <laughs> uh, if you did uh, make it through that, um, you can submit your confessional confessions at uh, facebook.com slash confessional podcast we're actually right. confessional podcast on everything mike you usually post up a topic every right, week right. and people kind of contribute we uh discuss publicly we will ask your permission yeah. to read your confession on the podcast however so don't be afraid to submit your confessions you can also find us on all streaming platforms but if you're listening to this sounds like you already figured that part out good so, point very yeah, good yeah. point i just realized didn't that didn't think week, about that yeah i was like uh, i don't think we need to tell people <laughs> but uh, okay <laughs> It's like when they would they would advertise like if your power is out on TV. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, how are you seeing this? If you're... <laughs> Very All true. right, now co-host today, Jimmy, one of our favorite co-hosts mm-hmm. here at the Confessional, mm-hmm. the coveted guest co-host spot. Absolutely, not quite a guest, not quite a co-host. Somewhere in between. In limbo. <laughs> I don't think we're losing a guest. I think we're gaining, gaining a co-host. A co- <laughs> yeah, that's how I like yeah, to look yeah, at it. Yeah. Please welcome Rose Vine Shank. Rose. Hey. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty Thanks good. Thanks for coming by, Rose. Thanks for having me. You got anything coming up you want to talk about, or yeah, people I'm gonna can find you? Be in Haver de Grace, uh, Maryland, at the State Fair on the no 29th. No need to brag. At, <laughs> um, Saturday, February 29th, online twenty dollars. Nice. And just to clarify, you are running the giant plastic yellow slide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you'll and be doing. You you'll be doing stand up there. T- well, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Do you bring your own burlap for that? That's what I, <laughs> I want to know. I never go anywhere without my burlap. Now, Rose, what are we discussing today? We're talking about my favorite, favorite from middle school and onward, um, shock rocker, Marilyn Manson. Right, right. Yeah. Now, you're a big Marilyn Manson fan. Very big item in pop culture history of people of our era and yeah. age. Not that I'm not like 50 years older than you, <laughs> <laughs> but this he was. It was kind of one of those things that kind of crossed over from the yeah. like Generation X into the the millennials. Yeah, kind but- of was Manson still popular when you? Uh, I so I got really into him in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and. My peers all like everyone knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like he had just released like his cover of Personal Jesus and it was like on okay. the radio. The greatest hits album. And like I just remember going into a Tower Records. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. With my dad. And I was like, man, he's looking at all that lame grown-up music. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find a rebellious music to listen to. And then I like put on the headphones, and it was like, um, because you know they had those big like chunky headphones. Oh yeah, and I, the little I, stations. Right, and then it blew my freaking mind. What did you hear first? 
I, I, it's Sweet Dreams. It was his, his little cover of Sweet Dreams. It's a good one. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. First one I ever heard by him, too. This is dark. And um, then I, like, begged my dad to buy me the CD-ROM. Uh, and I don't think my dad, like, knew who he was. Well, that's the win, then. Yeah, so yeah, I awesome. got it. And then I, like, remember, like, bringing it to my room, and I was like, this is some satanic shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you, did, you got the greatest hit CD? First, yeah. Okay. But then I like my friend had like a burner. Nice. Like nice. so, like I got everything, right. and that was that. Awesome. <laughs> now, Rose, our guest today. Yes. Another good friend of the confessional. Good friend of mine. This fella is a MMA fighter. He's a comedian. He's a musician. Will you please welcome Byron Brooks? Thank you. And How you doing, buddy? That's just ADHD use use for the good of people. What? All the stuff that I do. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just you gotta, ADHD. Yeah, you got to make lemons out of uh, uh, ADHD. Yes. <laughs> lemons out of, uh, I don't know, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, now, Byron, what, now, from what I understand, you have a... Uh, uh, a new you're you're going to be uh, performing at Delusions Magic Club in Baltimore. Yes, on the fourth uh, of March. We're really transitioning smoothly into this yeah. new format. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the fourth Thursday of March. If anybody can't see right now, Mike has his notepad. <laughs> what are you talking Four about? Four inches from his face. No, come on. Everybody, it's just burned into my head. What's, um, and then. Uh, uh, something about Crazy Steve's as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm starting my own show that I'll be hosting at Crazy Steve's in Silver Spring cool. um, every fourth Saturday of the month. So All right. look out for that. I don't have a name for it yet, but it'll be on my uh, social media very soon. Yeah, you should do like mentally ill Byron's at Crazy Steve's. <laughs> Might work. <laughs> <laughs> now, Byron, tell us uh, your, your history with Marilyn Manson. Uh, well, I was... Coming up, I was pretty much raised by MTV and HBO. Right. Um, so I was kind of... Which, which was the man in that relationship? Oh, definitely the HBO. Okay. <laughs> right. Totally the HBO. Okay. But um, I just remember, you know, constantly watching MTV during the day, and one day this, the Sweet Dreams video came on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First and one I saw, too. First one amazing I saw. Amazing video. And I was amazing. Like, like nothing else... Ever had right. come out probably like extremely that. low budget too. Yes. I mean, there's no, there's not what, even a. That's concept what made everything it. creepier. I know because so it was, creepy. it just had this like realness. Like yeah, you the could visuals see, were like, just the amazing. Shining of the fake plastic yeah, and that yeah. was creepy. I know. It's just it, they just basically shot the band without their <laughs> instruments in a house. In a house, being and creepy. it's just like incredible. So you saw you saw the video and yep. what? Um, I, I, I thought it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And being from, you know, a Southern family who's very, very religious. And during that time, Interesting. I, was a, I was a very rebellious kid that I was like, this is, this right. is right up my So alley. what did your parents think about it? Um, did not like it at all. Like most <laughs> of the music I liked back then, <laughs> you know, I started. Did even, you scratch the anti out of Christ it, Superstar? Yeah, it was one of those things I had to. I had to hide the CD. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Like I was into Slipknot and things like right, that back right. then. My Ooh. parents just my parents would always were not having. It. <laughs> my parents would always take my CDs too because yeah. they're like, "This is what's making you so moody." Yep. <laughs> and I was like, "It's not a causal relationship. I'm already moody. <laughs> That's why I like this." <laughs> yeah, I remember getting uh, the the radio station gave me like a choice of of tapes they were gonna give me. 
Remember they'd like be set yeah. up in a parking lot somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did this in the South. I don't know. How they did it up here. Rose. I never. Oh, uh, just a table with tapes on it. Uh, like I don't, they'd tapes. usually have like a van and they'd be like broadcasting and you'd be like, "Oh my God, it's the guy from the radio. I love you." And you get his autograph. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was before me. In Harrisonburg, Virginia, that's uh, that's in your North Carolina. They did that right, as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, they 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 were like, "Do you want a tape?" They like gave me a cassette, a choice of cassette tapes. And one was Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion 2, which I really wanted, but it had a big old parental advisory sticker on it. My dad was waiting in the car. And and it was like on the actual plastic, you know? So I had so I like had to literally break the I like like cracked (laughs) off the plastic cover. (laughs) And then it was just like, yeah, they they said this one was broken, but the tape works fine or something. Nice. 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 But uh, all right, so you uh, you got into Manson. Got into Manson. This was probably around 98. Yeah, probably. Well, Sweet Dreams was like 96, I think. Nah, yeah, you're right. It's probably 95. around 96. It was, I was definitely for me. It was definitely beginning of high school for me. Yeah. So, yeah, it was probably around What years you graduate? 99? Uh, 99. Okay, so yep. we were, yeah, we were the same. I remember that was definitely the, I think like the end of freshman year that came Yes. Out. And I had seen <clears throat> some like stickers and t-shirts of Marilyn Manson before that because the year before they had come through with Nine Inch Nails. Yes, uh, yes. Before yes. they broke big, and a lot of, the, and some of the goth kids had these these shirts, and they're still an underground thing, and it was pretty fascinating. I was like, "What the hell is this?" You know, like just the name and the look and everything was fascinating. Yeah, a lot of my friends were into Nine Inch Nails, and I think the first time a lot of them had heard of Marilyn Manson was through Nine Inch Nails. I mean, right. Trent used to be like good but, friends, really good and friends, yeah. tour yeah. buddies, and then they had that falling out. Right. Yeah, they should do a, a reality show with like getting them back together, <laughs> like the parent trap. Throw yeah, <laughs> throw Courtney Love in there. <laughs> parent trap with the spooky kids. All right, you guys, let's do a confession here. This is from Maggie Mesa, Salt Lake City, Utah. As a person, he tends to have some questionable taste in super young women slash girls, but his music and movement are spot the fuck on. The main theses of 90s goth movement is finding beauty in darkness. Expand that to accepting and exploring the shadow self in order to know the truth depths of your psyche. When we validate non or darkness, we create space for our light. Also, I'm about to make massive generalizations, but most people who participated in that undercurrent of our moral and kind humans versus Christian right or religious majority who tend to outwardly pray and be secretly horrific. I have something to say about that. Uh, <laughs> just about the super young girls thing. So I remember, that, like, okay, he had just married Dita Von Teese, right? Who was his age? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that's when he was like thirty too. Right, and then like Rose McGowan. Yeah, but like, so that, during that time, I think I must have been in my sophomore year of high school, uh-huh. and no, yes, yes, I was, um, and like, I just. Remember, he was going through some things. Sure, <laughs> but I remember being, and then my like closeted self, like very like drawn to like this guy who I would have no possibility of dating. <laughs> was like that's the guy I want to date. So like, I remember seeing like, oh, he's dating. Um, what's her name? Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when I she was he nineteen, dated her. right, right. And I yeah. was like, oh, sweet, he dates teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> that means I have a chance. Oh my god, you were in eighth grade. I, I was in no, that was I was uh, my sophomore year. Wow. So I was like, okay. And I was and like, exactly sweet, I have a chance, and like just didn't 
How old was Manson at the time? He like, was like in his 40s. Yeah, really? he's pretty old. Yeah. By then. I did not know about that one. Well, he was actually a little bit older, I think, when he got famous. Like he was yeah, like, you're I think right. like 30 he was or so. 30s, like, when, yeah. Because they were like an underground band for like a decade or something. Spooky kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about the whole like the, the shadow self and embracing the darkness and all that? I do feel like there was something deeper in in their music. Like, in a way that was pretty interesting, like not just, um, I don't know, they went beyond like the average angsty goth metal kind of band, you know. The, he really delved into everything from sexuality to mm-hmm. politics to like teen angst to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to it, just it was straight up like psychology. squelching, gaming. exactly. Like, squelching. Just, I just feel like exactly. whenever I think of him, I just think of him going like. Right. <laughs> Um, did you guys, did you have like a, a deeper kind of connection than most bands, you know? Like, I feel like I'd get yes. something more out of, like, yeah, so, I, I think really so. think a lot of those like concepts and lyrics and stuff were pretty brilliant for like rock Super music, brilliant. especially at the time, you know? They kind of took like the shock rock thing from the 80s and 70s, like the satanic panic thing and added like some intellectualism to it, you know? I almost always felt like there was some like, I don't know if it was just like, I was so like fooled and enamored by like the sort of like satanic themes and aesthetic mm. because most goth stuff, I don't think it went full Satan, full demon, True. full you're looking yeah. into a layer of hell mm-hmm. the way he did. Like mm-hmm. Robert Smith at the bottom of a cave singing, I will always <laughs> Yeah, like, there's they, like more romance kind of thing. Yeah, it was like, okay, you're just a yeah, guy in a cave. Right. But like Manson was like other realms and I almost yeah. like always felt like there was, it felt like some kind of like, otherworldly right, thing right, whenever yeah. I would listen to my room. <laughs> well, it was really, he took the concept of Satanism as like uh, LeVay kind of yeah. Nietzsche, antichrist type of, I mean, really he's an atheist. He was yeah. talking right. about atheism. And then he was a minister for... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The but like thing it, is like, this isn't real, it's right. an idea. But it was almost one of those things where on the outside it looked like just kind of a shocking kind of like, you know, worship Satan. Like to parents, that's what it seemed right. like. But then there was actually like some substance there where he's yeah. like, you know, kind of uh, taking like philosophies of Nietzsche and, and, and stuff like that and um, bringing that to rock music and rebelliousness. I don't know. I think it was like an original, a very original creative idea at the time. Mm-hmm. I got to admit, though, I didn't, I was not a Manson fan for a long time. Really? Yeah, mainly because I just like, I didn't want to be. Like, I, <laughs> for whatever reason, the kids that I was friends with, they weren't like cool people, but just kind of like punk, kind right. of, kind of like Green Day Nirvana. Gotcha. And we, for some reason, they decided that that was stupid. <laughs> and so I, like, I secretly scared. wanted to, yeah. And, and I was scared of like getting made fun of and stuff because the goth kids were like so, you know. Just oh, it was like so crap. hard on because most of my friends loved rap, and then I'm really like, I was listening to Manson and yeah, yeah. <laughs> things like that. And they were uh-huh. like, "Man, what the hell is wrong with you?" So were you? <laughs> did you? Did either of you kind of take on the goth aesthetic at all? And I never did. I just no. loved the music. I mm. did. Yeah, <laughs> but also I like I would get scared of like certain songs like i think i told you like like on um i would always skip over the dope show really yeah, oh, yeah you like we were talking that. about like songs that just scare us yeah. and i would always skip over it because it was just too slow too deep too something yeah, like, sinister kind of yeah yeah my friend and i were talking about that last night actually with um 
this phenomenon. And it's one of those things where I thought it was just me. And then apparently other people online have it too, where uh, certain songs bring out really fear. Yeah, like weird, melancholic, yeah. like uh, certain songs. Like the song uh, um, Gary Jules definitely does it. Which one is that? The, um, Mad World. Mad World. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, and for me, uh, losing my religion as a kid always freaked me out. And also, uh, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Oh yeah, that definitely does it. I mean, my I, de- yeah. I certainly enjoyed the video. The video was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I told you, I'm just afraid of that. I love the dope show now. Like I've like yeah. found like the lighter, smooth side of it. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. but I'm just afraid of that one math rock song, like Atlas by Battles or Battles by oh, Atlas. I don't. Yeah. I just hate it. Oh. So, it just pulls up that feeling in you. I hate it so much. Right. I hate it. What What is that feeling to you guys? That. It's mecha- emptiness almost. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Empty. Emptiness. Like yeah. mechanical mm-hmm. and robotic, something that mm. is moving in a way that is not aware yeah. of like anything around it, like a robot that just yeah. smashes things regardless like, of like, what they are. Yeah. Like I, I have this weird childhood thing where I like I watched The Lord of the Flies in like the nineteen ninety version. And Ducks it- to your asmar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um this one had Baldazar Getty in it as Ralph when he was a kid. And uh it it brought up like the that this weird like psychological angst in me. That was <laughs> it almost felt I feel like at that age you start to like see how cruel and selfish humans are, yeah. you know? And like it somehow like brought that up in me and just like this terror and and just like this dark kind of place. And and certain songs would like remind me of that. That's, I don't that's know, a, it's strange. That's interesting. Well, let's get to another confession here. This one is from Eric, Connecticut. Marilyn Manson scared the fuck out of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Christian conservatives or anything, but the clothes, the outfits, I had several Manson t-shirts. They were afraid people would know I was queer. Everyone knew. <laughs> they knew it when I was like four. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big, I think, I have this theory that I think a lot of like gay people or, like, LGBT people were drawn to goth and punk and emo scenes because it was the only way to express, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, Mm. masculinity or for girls or femininity for boys where it was like, I'm not gay, I'm just punk. (laughs) Like... Um, and Marilyn Manson, like he was a guy wearing makeup. Yeah, and he so was hugely uh, ahead of his time as far right. as the LGBT. For, for a stuff. while there, he had boobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, he, I don't know. Like, so it, it was easier to kind of right. slide through the cracks. Like, this is a type of normal. Makes this is sense. a type of straight, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the the thing is, like, the, the gender stuff, the LGBT, the uh, atheism stuff, that's pretty accepted today. Yeah. yeah but in the mid '90s, that was still. Yeah. Re- I mean, he took like huge risks. To like pull that into the mainstream yeah. like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, today like it seems like ev- even like really mainstream people are are pretty open about their sexuality a lot. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. know what the I'm sure it's still difficult, but like you know, it seems like now like when I was growing up, like Tegan and Sarah, right? Like the lesbian, you know, <laughs> duo. Um, they weren't i mean they they were like performing at like lilith fair and like right, just right. like it's women's festivals and like yeah. canada and shit and like now they're you know making songs for i think it was like the lego movie yeah yeah so yeah. they're just like yeah. you can be gay right. and yeah i mean do you think like that movement or even manson in particular had an effect on that 
massive change that kind of happened with acceptance of, uh, you know, the, the questioning of gender norms and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. He had to have, because Mm. it was someone in the mainstream, like all of a sudden, like you could, he created a niche where guys could wear eyeliner, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And like, that was now an expansion of how to be a guy. Mm-hmm. It seemed like for me, <clears throat> Manson and also kind of Nine Inch Nails and Ministry, they kind of like made anger in goth a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like it seemed very passive and like, you know, like the right. cure and, and, um, uh, those kind of groups in the 80s. They were, were very, romantic. Like, yeah, they were like yeah. very sweet and passive. And then like Manson, like, you know, kind of came out with like, burning shit on stage and beating people in the audience and stuff right. like that, you know, like throwing pig's blood on everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Just like more of an assault type of thing. Yeah, like. I, I hadn't <laughs> have thought about that, but now that I think about that, when Manson came out and kids at my school who were fans of Manson would start wearing, you know, guys would wear eyeliner, even skirts. Mm-hmm. And then people at school, I think for the first time, you know, would be like, Hey, you know, he's wearing a skirt. Oh, he's just a Manson fan instead of, oh, he's, mm-hmm. you know, the F word or something like <laughs> right, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? <laughs> so right. I, I think, yeah, he, he, had, he has a very positive play. Mm-hmm. On- I mean, I'll tell you, though, in my school, it was the opposite. Really? Yeah, I mean, uh, the school I went to was, you know, it, I moved here, basically, where we are now, pretty much. And it was very different. You would, like, before that, I was in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. And you would think that it'd be the opposite. Like it, it felt way, way more conservative up here, at least as far as teenagers went. Really? And wow. it was like the kids that did that stuff were like brutalized. Yeah, like it was rough. Yeah, I was in the South. Yeah, so that, that that's weird. Yeah, you would think the Bible Belt would be. Yeah, I don't know. So like, it, it wasn't like a huge deal in your school. It was not a huge deal at all. Wow. Yeah, it was not a huge deal. Huh. By the time. I got to high school, like, it wasn't goth anymore. It was emo. Right, right. And those kids got picked on. Yeah. And, like, like there was this whole, like, oh, like, you're emo. You want to kill yourself? I'll help you. Like, they would, they would really get picked on. Yeah. But that that also being said, one of the goth guys at my school actually killed the person. Uh, so that, oh, my God. <laughs> really? <laughs> that well, might that have, help that a might lot. have had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Uh, it takes wow. one, and then you can actually really? look this. No you can actually look again. this up on the internet. A kid named he lived down the street from him. A kid named Chris Eggleston. Um, he was Jewish. Yeah, well, well, not the, he wasn't the goth <laughs> not guy. Not a good look for us. <laughs> one of the one of the goth guys whose name was Michael Myers. Wow. Um, wow. Stole some computers from the school. This kid Chris Eggleston told on him. And then a week later, uh, Mike Myers strangled him behind the school and buried him. Mike Myers? Mike Myers Myers committed murder. Whoa. (laughs) Strangled him and buried his body behind the school. How do you spell the name? Chris Eggleston and Mike Myers. Chris, I don't know. I like how how it's Steen or Stin. You're going to have to go through a lot of pages of Mike Myers kill somebody (laughs) before you find the right guy. Put in uh, Fayetteville... Um, West Westover Fayetteville murder. I like how Rose was excited that, I know. Uh, that the Jew I know was somebody. the murderous goth, <laughs> but instead he just wound up being the tattletale victim. I was like, okay, that, this is making more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find it? Um, no. 
I will find. That it could for almost you. be a, a whole other <laughs> confessional episode. Yeah, that could be. That's a whole. That I'm assuming that once you type in Michael Myers, that right. the Google feed gets a little uh, so, cloudy. So after yeah. that, no one mess with the the Manson really? kids in our school. Oh, I found <laughs> it. You found it. Wait, this guy, this happy little. That is Chris Douglasson. He used to live right up street from me. He used to ride my bus. That's the kid he was, that got he was killed. The that's, that's the, the victim. That's the victim. Let's see Michael oh. Myers. What did he look like? Like Michael fucking Myers. <laughs> <laughs> did he actually look like him? He looked like. Is Mike Myers? No, that was his girlfriend who also went to jail. Why did she go to jail? For um, basically, she knew everything was going to happen. She knew where the body Uh, was, but she never accessory. Accessory. Wow, this must have been a huge deal in your little town. Wow. I I keep telling people they could have made a movie after this. What town is this in again? Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay, let's save it for another episode. That could be that could be a whole episode of confessional. I think. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) She looks gothy without being gothy. She's got like the. Right, yeah. yeah. That's how you, you got to express your gothiness in court without the <laughs> accessories and makeup and whatnot. All right, this one is from Eric Ford Boyce, Virginia. I'm sorry, Eric Ford from Boise, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a stroke just now? <laughs> no, I'm just an idiot. Annie Christ Superstar is a legit great album. The rest of his stuff I think is okay, but not nearly as good. Although I did quite enjoy an album that no one else seems to enjoy by him, Eat Me, Drink Me. I really enjoyed the guitar work. The solo in Just a Car Crash Away is awesome, but I liked the mood of it. It was sludgy and different than his other stuff. The choruses were very hooky too, like in heart-shaped glasses. I liked, I mean... Eat Me, Drink Me was good. I thought it was, it was crap. I think I, it was like fine. It's not his it best wasn't, one. No. Definitely not. I think up to that point, it was easily his worst. I, I thought it was much worse. What was? High End of Low. High End of Low at least had two good songs on it. 15 and... No. Really? The opening track. Or From America. No, Devour. The slow one. It's awesome. <sighs> I just I hated so many of them. No, it, Devour sucked. What do you what? No, that, that's, <laughs> best, that's their best song since like probably Tourniquet. Mechanical Animals. Uh, yeah, I, I did. So. I did not like Mechanical Animals. Really? What? No. Huh? Was it? Were you one of those that was Golden like this Age is not grotesque. goth enough? Golden Age of Grotesque is my favorite. And I love Golden really? Age. Antichrist Superstar. And I loved everything two. he yeah. was going through, like, like at the Age time of Golden yeah. Age. Like that's yeah. when he was just into like the vaudeville. And, like, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> a really cool. He was doing all kinds of yeah. art. Like, well, that's the thing. Like that's something we haven't talked about yet. Is like the themes of each out. Like back in the day, he took albums more seriously than anyone. Like it became yeah, a whole era. True. You know, like a whole theme and like. You know, it was almost like a movie with each album type of thing. I'd love to see a band do that these days. They never do. That's true. We've, they, I think with the digital age, that's kind of lost. Right, right. I mean, when's the last time you sat and listened to a whole album? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Antichrist Superstar, I think, is amazing. Like, the that's one of the few... Like, I'm not a production snob at all, normally, but that's one of the few albums where, like, the production is a part of it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what what are your favorite albums by? by oh yeah, definitely. Um, the uh, Golden Age of Grotesque would be number one. Okay, and A Christ Superstar would be number two. What was the last album that I just came up with? Uh, came out. He came out with. Um, uh, Heaven Upside Down. I think it was called the one before that one. Pale Emperor. Pale Emperor was very good. Really? I liked, yeah, I, I liked, liked the ones. I liked the single off of that. 
The it was it was just was... it was more aggressive to me. It mm-hmm. sounded more metal like that. Album, yeah, you know? yeah, it did uh, seem heavier. Yeah, it was a lot heavier. I liked it. Yeah. What, what do you think is uh, as far as his newer stuff? I think like the. I was so disappointed by High End of Low. I didn't listen to anything. After <laughs> really? That. Yeah. And There's I was a couple like, good songs I was like, I'm gonna. This is my favorite. Like. Musician, I don't want him to keep disappointing me. Yeah. I can't handle any more heartbreak. <laughs> it really, <laughs> the creativity did plunge dramatically. Like from someone who cared so much about the details of everything and really giving like an experience with each album, now it just kind of feels like the same thing. Over and over then over. It, it just was so whiny to me because mm-hmm. it's like we oh you just had a breakup yeah, with a teenager and you're right. nailing bags of cocaine to the wall yeah. but you're 40 shut right. up yeah it, like, <laughs> sadly it does seem like as a person and as an artist he kind of like he had a little self-destructed and he did and then like, not really recovered he got real fat for a while and people were making yeah. fun of him like yeah. the beautiful pizzas the beautiful pizzas <laughs> and like I was just like ah, come back yeah, I mean, I, you'd think somebody like that, once they had the creative freedom of not having the pressures of, like, the record companies or anything right. anymore, now, do, you think that do had, awesome stuff. Had anything to do with him focusing on acting during that time? Yes. I, did, he do, <laughs> did he do that much of it? Like, He had a pretty major part in Sons of Anarchy. Really? Um he did some other things, like he had a pretty major part in another movie. I don't know, I just get the sense that back in the day, he really had an agenda of putting honest, real art into yeah. rock and roll. And now it just feels like it's any other band releasing an album every few years that's right. not very good. You're never They're going to play like two songs for that tour and then you're never going to hear them again. I think yeah. he got, just from what I heard, I think he got really into this idea that sort of like was addressed in Disposable Teens. Mm. The, just sort of this idea of like whatever I say you'll sing, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. and then he gotcha. he really touched on that in the high end of low, uh-huh. like, um, oh, it doesn't matter. And he really thought that he could be like, I'm gonna say this thing, and everyone's just gonna sing along. You don't care about what my message is, and then he stopped caring about what his message mm. was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just seems very assembly line now, you know, with a couple gems here and there. I like I like Devour. I like uh, Armageddon. I like uh, that one from Pale Emperor, and there's a song called Slow Motion that I like. I think it's from like one of the, I don't know. I want to give Pale Emperor a chance, because that sounds- A lot of people even, liked it. It sounds more like him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know? Yeah. The first single was good. The rest was, I heard I yeah. wasn't into, though. Um, like just based on the title, well, like what, it sounds he like he makes a, some of the yeah. best cover yeah. songs ever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when For he sure. covers a song, it's Yeah, definitely. Great, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What do you think are some Tainted of Tainted Love is, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Sweet Dreams, what are some covers you like? Tainted Love, for sure. Yeah. I remember when that, that, that was for a soundtrack of a movie, wasn't it? Yes, I, I think Not Another Teen Movie. Not Another Teen, yeah. And I remember I remember Joey Jordison from Slipknot being in that video, and I'm yeah. losing my mind. He's about to this video. <laughs> he also did a cover of The Cure. Yeah, he did a cover of Which song? I will always love you. Really? Right? Yep. Wasn't? Huh. Sure did. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. They should release a just full covers album at some point. I no. think that would be embarrassing for him. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Why? know. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe if it was 20 years ago, but now yeah. it's just kind of like whatever. 
Um, all right, let's read. We got one more confession here. This one is from... Uh, uh-oh, hold on. We might need to edit this. I think I deleted it. Not oh. if I fill it in with hilarious content. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me, just, give us something, <laughs> let me find it here. Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Like, what'd you do? What'd you do? X out your phone or something? Yeah, but I'm sure it's in technology. Technology. I'm sure it's in uh, deleted if I can find it. Oh, you think you deleted a confession? I think I deleted the whole page of <laughs> confessions. Well, while we're doing that, recently deleted. Here we I go. I have a question. Have either of you two ever seen him live? Yes. Yes. When? Uh, 2009 Mayhem Shut up, I was there! <laughs> At the month, the Mayhem? Yes. Shut yes. up! <laughs> I was there. I was there too! Yep. That was the an was out great. of this world experience. It was like, great. I remember... <laughs> it was so good. I can't believe we went to the same one. Because yeah. afterwards, and he played all the old stuff, he sang part of Tourniquet to oh, me. Oh. To you? Yeah, because I had... I had nice. Um, what? I had hitchhiked there. <laughs> I had hitchhiked there because I was 17. Oh. And I remember telling my parents, um, I'm going to see the Silver Sun pickups. Nice. Uh, doesn't that sound like a nice name for a band? Because they really hated me listening to Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And like, so I got there and like, I remember, oh my God, there was so much going on. There was, um, I remember like, <laughs> I had like made my way to the front. I had like skipped like all the other bands. Like I didn't care. And, um, <laughs> Like and I made it like to the very 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 front and I was nice. just like holding on to this person, <laughs> just like ah, <laughs> like who was this person on me? <laughs> and like, like no, but we were both like so into it. Like nice. and then like after the whole thing was done, like I went by the bushes and like had to lay down for a sec and I was just like wow yeah that was a good that was that was a good concert period yeah yeah that was oh. great that was this. That was the first and only time I saw him, um, but not the first time I had tickets to see him. The first time I had tickets to see him, um, <laughs> I got in a fight with my girlfriend at the time, mm -hmm. and she sold my ticket to somebody oh, else man. and went to wow. the concert wow. without me. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. That must have yeah, felt pretty horrible. Was, yeah, that was that was. She bad. won that fight. She won that she one. Really <laughs> you were 0-1 <laughs> after that one. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I saw him open for Slayer or perform. I, no, no, actually, he closed uh, with Slayer in like 2007. It was kind of a disappointment. He appeared to be impaired on stage yeah. and was like way late to come on. And uh, and then I I've seen him like two other times. He's been pretty good. And I like that they they tour in like smaller venues now because that's always more fun mm. for me. There's like. always fun in smaller venues. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. All right, we found our last confessional here. This is from. Brian Bruce, not to be confused with Byron Brooks. <laughs> uh, Glenn Burney, Maryland. I discovered Manson 94, 95. I was 10 or 11. Ritually rocked out to everything up to Eat Me, Drink Me. Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> I was a little bored with a couple of the albums, but really liked Pale Emperor and Heaven Upside Down. Pale Heaven Upside enough. Down being the newest one. You don't listen to Pale Emperor. Pale Emperor is good. A lot of people seem to, seem to have liked it. I liked Pale Emperor. Yeah. Um, Heaven Upside Down. What's on that one? 
No, I don't think I've heard Satan. I don't think I've heard anything off that album. Really? Yeah. I, I gave I listened to a few of the songs. I I don't remember really particularly liking any of them. I can't remember what the first single off of that was. It might have been Satan. It was like there was like a decapitated Trump in the video. <laughs> Marilyn Manson's come a long way though. Like remember when an album used to come out and mothers would be out? Picketing and oh, right, yeah. we need that yeah. again. We yeah. want that and again. Now, now, a Marilyn Manson album comes out, and they're like, Oh, it's just Marilyn Manson, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, sad. it's just another album. I know. Now, parents yeah. are like, You know, he's a very articulate guy, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you, I know. Like after that bowling from Columbine, everyone's mom is like, "Hmm." I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about it though. Do you think that kind of ended when Eminem came out? Well, because I think he drew the attention away from well, Marilyn Manson. Number one, I would say Manson kind of caught the end of like kind of the alternative metal era. Num- you know, as it yeah. was like they kind of started it or around like, extended it. Yeah, yeah, but it took like. But, but all it's those like metal tropes and made it dark right. And yeah, absolutely. Rebellious. But it did like once the there was a big shift at the end of the '90s with like Eminem and Britney Spears and the new metal bands. Mm-hmm. That Manson was kind of new metal, but like I don't, I feel like he was too artsy or something. I, th- I feel like everybody wanted to just be mad at Eminem, and they just kind of right. forgot about him. Yeah, Manson. Yeah. Well, that that <laughs> brings up a point that yeah. like I almost feel like Manson. You would, you know, a lot of people think like the shock and the, mm-hmm. the Satan stuff is, is what got him famous or whatever. Like, but good music. In the other, yeah, like <laughs> I almost feel like it did the opposite. Where like yeah. nobody stopped to be like, this is good rock music. You know, yeah. like these are like kick ass albums and so good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Do you think that that actually hurt him? The the whole backlash. No, it, no, it fueled him. Mm-hmm. That's what made. I mean, the funny thing is, though, what they, made him notorious. They were really never even that popular as a band. Like they, no, it's not like they have like ten times platinum albums or anything like that. Like each of their albums went like platinum or double platinum or whatever. But the fans who love them mm. really, really love them. them. Like yeah. I always think of like yeah. the Slasher Sisters. Oh, uh, from they, the book. Yeah, like they, you know, would carve <laughs> his name into their chest right, and right. just follow him around. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, what's, what's your favorite era as, as far as aesthetic? What was, cause let's face it. He had, they had some cool visuals going on. Animals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the alien with the, the visual, boobs or the, uh, visual wise. Yeah. I just like everything. Yeah. Like yeah. that tour looked awesome. Like when he had the blue makeup on, yes. and the, uh, that was a cool look and the TVs <laughs> with the flames and everything. Yeah. That was pretty badass. And it was, it was, al- it was more colorful. It was mm-hmm. colorful yeah. and it was almost more like smoothed out yeah. than everything yeah. had been because right. Like it's, it was glam rock. It was like, mm-hmm. but like chill. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. That was a really bold choice to go that far left on their like after their big album to like follow it up with something completely different. Um, I. What do you guys think of Hollywood? The one after that. I liked. Hollywood. I liked it. Yeah. I like fights on. Yeah. They yeah. really went like right back into like right demon shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, a pretty good rock album, but like. It seemed to lose something for me. Like the the albums before were it like wasn't so. Yeah, yeah, like it, it it seemed almost like this is like the nerd goth album. You know, like that he will in a way, yeah. Like he kind of had like a mythology behind right, it. Yeah. Like it was like Worm Boy and like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was like the Dungeons and Dragons album <laughs> for Manson. But that's kind of why it was. It had a teen. It, it had like more of a teenage vibe to it. I mm-hmm. feel like. Hmm. 
For me, it was just the the previous albums had such a he had like such a good finger on the pulse of pop culture and like the dark side of it. You know what I mean? Like kind of taking what was popular and like just turn just you know exposing the nastiness like of it portrait all. Portrait of an American family, uh-huh. and like cake and sodomy. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then with uh, with Hollywood, it was just kind of I don't know. It just felt like old or bland or something. I don't know. You disagree. I disagree. I I thought it was detailed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought I just really liked it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Again, well, you're wrong. Were... <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that there was details. I like that it wasn't. I feel like whereas his first albums, like it was more angry, right? But and there there were like satanic elements. Maybe this one was like full, like you said, like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh huh. Uh, he really like dove into He's that very, side almost, of it, almost like sticks or something. Like yeah, that conceptual and theatrical. Yeah, you know. Um, oh, one last thing I wanted to touch on. I I have found that like Antichrist Superstar almost seems like a prediction of like what he thought would happen with himself. You know, like would he become like this leader of this movement, or would he like burn himself out with drugs and alcohol type mm-hmm. of thing? And uh, it it kind of seems like he he's become the self destructive rock star that he predicted. Maybe he wanted to be. Yeah, maybe. Because I think I whenever again like I always have followed up with like things he says. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like indulgent in it. Like mm-hmm. I guess it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, like how goth really found that like shadow self and right right mm. but glamorized it almost yeah, Not glamorized. yeah. i think he like ha- has self-destructive tendencies mm-hmm. and really seems to dwell in them and yeah. like yeah it's sad that he became like the you know kind of cliche uh burned out and then wrote about it right yeah like, that's true. Cliche, like you know what i mean <laughs> but i think he's he seems fine now really has he gotten better lately like just a couple of years ago there's a bunch of stuff where he was like canceling you know like coming on stage all wasted and oh. like you had to cancel the show and yeah yeah there was a lot of that yeah well on that depressing note <laughs> sometimes you just can't party like you used to yeah, I'm that, sure he's that could doing be it too. The same, <laughs> the same yeah. amount. Oh no, just, that's, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, like I still... drink uh, yesterday, and then I, you know, I'm hungover right now. <laughs> like a few glasses of wine. Yeah, different from college. Right. Yeah. So imagine being in your fifties and still <laughs> right yeah. and still partying like yeah. that. Like he's probably the same. He just burn out. Yeah. 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 It's sad. All right, anything else we want to discuss in the world of Marilyn Manson? No, at all? Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, we can wrap it up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe to The Confessional. Thank you, Byron. Thank you. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy has laryngitis. That's why he hasn't talked the whole show. He just got it. All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next time on The Confessional. See you later.